Welcome to Allendale Market Talk Podcast. This is Greg McBride and Mike Lung. We have just completed the November USDA WASDE report. And, I mean, Mike, it was everything you could have ever wanted from a bulk case in price, not necessarily in the actual report itself. So let's start with the soybeans and let's talk about those numbers. Increase of 20 million bushels to 340 and let's how did we get there you had the usda come in here they adjusted the yield down from uh, 51.5 down to 51.2 you had them decrease exports and all said and done the increase to supply was not as big as we were expecting it but it's still an increase to supply after what a year of thinking that we we're going to run out of beans now showing that, okay, we not only did we not run out of beans last year, we had more than we expected, and now we're getting less than expected, or at least what we're expecting now is less for the demand side of things. Even though the world picture is supposedly more bullish, that demand's not coming over here. Yeah, interesting. As, as I'm talking to customers about, uh, about this, and they said, well, you know, a lot of times uh, – they made the point of a lot of times, uh, you know, a, a big crop gets bigger, a small crop gets smaller, and making the uh, the case that in January we should see another drop in yield, which would bring another drop in production uh, to these beans. The problem with that is I don't think we're going to see any sort of a failure that would really tip the balance in that, uh, in that market. The biggest glaring issue that I see in this soybean market is, is that change to the exports that you mentioned. Dropping 40 million uh, bushels in export demand at this time of the year is not a good sign, especially when you look at where Brazil's at for their planting uh, planting pace. And a lot of people are talking about the potential for them to be harvesting some or some of those early beans in mid to late January. Yeah, it, it, it's really the big picture that we've been talking about week after week. We have not been seeing the demand we saw this time last year. We're seeing this market continue to decrease. And from a fair economic standpoint, we're still overpriced and remain to be so while we're slowly downtrending in this bean market. And there's just so much looming that could be more bearish as opposed to more bullish, even at this point, that we saw funds come in here and buy late last week and could be more of an inflationary play. And maybe we do go back to inflationary talk, but as of right now with how everything's gearing up, there's just not a very pretty picture here for Mm -hmm. beans. Now you and I had a conversation, I think before the report came out, we were talking about uh, this bean meal market and how it, it looked terrible up until about a month ago, just looked God awful. Now we're seeing this, this market uh, on a nice little tear. It's it, we've seen that divergence, or I guess that's crush uh, divergence, where the bean oil is now falling off, the bean meal is strengthening up. And what's that? What does that tell you? Or what, as you're looking at that in relation to beans, what's that tell you? It's something where we saw a bean meal top back in last January, and has been leaking back ever since, up until very recently when we had a nice bottom look to it and then you saw beans top out about a four months later and bean oil about a month after that on the most active contract so seeing that and thinking that there could very well be another delay in the fact of maybe our lows not in maybe we still have a couple months till we hit that 
maybe we are waiting for that January report, but something along the lines of potentially expecting further downside for the next couple months, uh, but expecting to see some kind of low being made before you get into planting and before you get to that March uh, report, things along those lines. Yeah, interesting enough that, uh, you know, we, we've been talking about the potential for biodiesel and, and, bio, and soy oil uh, to see big moves uh, in the future here. Um, you know, USDA, USDA didn't make any changes to crush on this uh, on this report, so nothing to really get uh, get excited about as far as where they feel like we're going to be at the end of August next year. So let's uh, let's shift gears a little bit. Uh, obviously, we both kind of feel the same way is that 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 bean market had I don't know if you want to call it a false breakout, but it definitely was an overreaction to what is big picture bearish. Yeah, that was the exact reason why I am looking for CME to decrease these margins before you're really looking at this low put into place. Because that was a classic overreaction from an algo-based system that read this as not as bearish as expected. Let's buy into it and no resting orders in order to sell to. You saw it jump up 50, 60 cents and then back off 20 cents just as quickly. And it really didn't spend any time at its highs for the day. So mm-hmm. it just goes back to the fact that we don't have enough willing participants in this market to rest orders, to take risk on, because it's just too expensive in order to do so. Yeah. Somewhere there's a computer with its gears grinding, like trying to figure out what happened after it bought the highs of the day. <laughs> just right. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, let's shift our, our gears over to uh, uh, to corn here. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, you want to talk about a boring report. Corn was the epitome of a boring report. Um we got exactly just about exactly what we were looking for in in uh, change to to yield up a half a bushel. I think they were looking for like four tenths of a bushel. Um, same thing in the in the production change. Um, you know, we saw we saw an adjustment to uh, to ethanol, but that's about it. You know, a minor a minor change to ethanol too, because I think we were we talked before there was potential for maybe a hundred hundred and twenty five million bushel adjustment, but all they did was uh, increase it by fifty. So you really had kind of an offset to the production change, and corn. I mean, for its part, it got excited when the beans went, but I mean, it didn't do anything after the report came out. No, no want whatsoever besides on the back of beans and. It was a market that was more than comfortable saying, you know what, I want to. I'd sit about on change. Yeah. We're still, from what the USDA gave us, overvalued. Whether or not that's what we're going to actually be dealing with, or if it will be more bullish, if there needs to be further adjustments to the ethanol number, we still have a lot of year in order to see that confirm. Yeah. So the market's at this point saying, and it has shown to be more than comfortable with this five sixty to five fifty area. Yeah, corn is a rudderless ship at this point. I mean, it's going as the wind blows. If if wheat decides to get excited, the corn's going to go with it. If the beans back off like they have the previous, what, four or five days, the corn's going to kind of just trend with that. And they've been stuck in the middle between this corn or this bean and, and wheat market. And and I think they're we're all okay with that. You know, if you're a if you're a producer, 
these are great prices. You know, are you are you mad that you didn't sell something at six twenty or whatever it was uh, at the high six thirty or six forty? Maybe, but it's not a failure by any means to be trying to sell five fifty corn in November. So. Um, I don't think there's much to really get excited in, in either direction with this market. There's nothing that's really truly bearish or bullish in my mind. And at that at that point, trade the range. Play play back and forth uh, with this thing until the USDA comes in and blows up the, uh, the uh, export demand number. You know, if China really starts to come in in December uh, or January, sure, now we've got something to get excited about. But for right now, I don't think we've got anything right when they come in here and they make all this cancellations right (laughs) sure (laughs) if that's the if that's the way you want to lean yeah that obviously would be a little bit bearish but that's that's what i'm saying is i think for right now we don't have we don't have anything that we we can look ahead and say this is definitively bullish this is definitively bearish because a lot of the stuff that we're going to talk about is all new crop conversations not the old crop conversation yeah, for this crop that's coming on the ground right now, it's going to be a lot of confirmation. Are we confirming the demand? Are we g- getting cancellations? Are we continuing with ethanol? Are we X, Y, Z, but we have to see more confirmation and we have to get closer to that September time mm-hmm. frame in order to really get a good idea? Because as of right now, the market does not seem like we are going to run out of crop. Right. And that's really the purpose of this market is to make sure that we have crop on hand at the end of the year. Yeah. So... Definitely going to feel comfortable in this range for at least a little while longer. We're going into winter months. It's typically slower. So we'll be watching all that, seeing what's going on in inflation, seeing what's going on with the energy markets, what's going on with the world story, whether or not there's further talk to OPEC or if we open our reserves here or whatever it may be. Well, they did, uh, on the world side of things, they did increase world ending stocks um, by, I think, 2.5 million tons. Um, which was they were actually looking for a decrease on this report. So that was, I mean, if you were going to point to something that could have been, you know, strategically bearish, bearish, that's what it was. But, uh, you know, we don't necessarily pay attention to the world side of things right now because we know that we're pretty much the only game in town. You know, Argentina and Brazil are are, are planting right now. I guess the Ukraine is out there, but, you know, we're we're number one at this time of the year. So um, move on to the to the wheat. Let's talk wheat. We'll wrap things up with that. But uh, again, similar to corn, I mean, really not anything to get uh, to get excited about in either direction. We know that that those ending stocks have have come down recently. A slight increase of three million, three million bushels on the uh, on the U.S. side of things. World was actually uh, lower than expected. Um, So. You know, but no real excitement there. Nothing to really say uh, it needs to get more bullish or it needs to get more bearish from from these levels. But we did see a strong move into the close, uh, even though most of the session, most of the session after the report came out, we didn't really do a whole heck of a lot. No, you didn't. But you also have to uh, be watching for this Goldman roll. That's going on for these December contracts right now, and that could have something to do with it as well. The thing that I really want to watch here for wheat is not so much, oh, this is becoming more bearish or more bullish, but this is becoming less bullish. We've already put so much premium onto this wheat market, and we've, already, we've just ran into the moon, 
it's not so much, oh my gosh, this has turned bearish at this point, but more so it's less bullish. We need to take some of this premium potentially off the market and move in that direction. So looking at potentially seeing that, that tipping point, which may help see if you see beans and wheat both move, maybe corn being the relative ru- ship it is. Moving along with it. Yeah. Well, I mean, do, do we put any kind of stock into the uh, into the thought uh, about Russia again this year where I think after the first of the year, Russia is going to have an, an export quota on their grains? Um, I mean, it's something that they've talked about or they've done the last couple of years. Um, I mean, is that is that something that uh, should be bullish for us? I mean, the theory is. In theory, it should be, but I don't typically put much thought into Russia because I don't typically trust Russia too much. We've seen, like you said, we've seen them do it a couple times. They've put these caps on there, but they are always the lowest price in town, and it just hasn't seemed in the past to be a big movement as opposed to when we want to be bullish, something mm-hmm. to point to in the fall sure. and continue to point to. But at this point... Until we start getting some demand on our side of things and it starts floating over here, I, you can't put too much stock behind it. Okay. Well, that's the uh, last thing uh, that uh, that I want to get uh, from you uh, today is just kind of a uh, general uh, general technical uh, look at uh, at things. Um, what's your uh, what's your feeling, or, or what are the charts telling you for? Uh, corn, beans, and wheat at this point? Potentially a little bit more support. You did see corn barely confirm an outside day higher. It had that movement. But with how well we finished off our highs, it doesn't seem to be something that wants to go break in new highs. We have these consecutively lower lows, and looking at some kind of deflationary period going into the end of the year would not be surprising in the least. And at this point... That's my feeling on a lot of these markets. They all seem to get a little bit overdone recently, beans just in one day, but corn and wheats more so over the past several weeks. Um, So to see that deflationary period, taking money off the table and restructuring going into the beginning of the year would not be surprising at least. But So something to look at. If you guys have any questions about anything we talked about here, please give us a call, 800-262-7538. Or on the web, allendale-inc.com. But today for Allendale Market Talk, this is Mike Lung and Greg McBride signing off. You guys have a great one.